Nerd News Now. <laughs> Hello, welcome to Nerd News Now. This is uh, November 8th, 2021. We're uh, still just shortly removed from Halloween and Thanksgiving's around the corner. Uh, I'm here. Uh, everyone's here today. We got Kyle. We got Brainy. We got Miss Jen. Uh, I'm Mark. And uh, so, yeah, let's get into it. So I was told right before we went on that there's earth shattering industry news. So who wants to take that? Kyle or Miss Jen? Comic right, related. Won't even let us have anything pretty anymore. They who won't? Tried to break. It's true. You know, diamond by giving it ransomware. Yeah, so uh, as as I understand the story, and I don't get the emails from Diamond, so I don't know what they're saying. I only I only hear what I hear from the people I hear it from. Uh, but it sounds like Diamond has been the subject of multiple uh, DDoS attacks on their system uh, over the last six or eight months. And finally a ransomware attack got through and shut it all down, which is what happens when you don't have redundancies. Which ironically is what happens, which is what happened last year when Diamond stopped shipping. You know, <laughs> there were no redundancies. So I, 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 no, I'm kidding. I'm gonna have to disagree with that. I, th- I think they did have redundancy. It's um, entirely possible they did. I mean, yeah. I'm just making jokes. Yeah, considering they came back in within what 24 hours, 48 hours, maybe a company that size, they, they had to have redundancy to. Or they paid somebody off. Oh, um, because. Ironically, the federal government announced today that they are uh, they are pursuing harsher penalties against international uh, ransomware attackers once they catch them. Like that was an announcement today, ironically. But why wasn't that already a thing? Like if we know ransomware is getting so bad, why aren't they just going all in on not trying to stop it, but at least trying to sway people from doing it so casually well it's one of those it's like when when you have to make a law you don't always know how strong the law has to be to you you know stuff happens i'm gonna wear the kyle hat and say um it's because those old politicians don't understand new technology that's fair too (laughs) hey you kids get off my internet well everyone's so like worried right now that even the so diamond hired a third person um mail yeah. service so that we can get mail right now from diamond and we got one saying click here if you want to get further emails from diamond and no one has clicked it i'm pretty sure <laughs> like heck no yeah no uh uh chris from diamond had to get on the internet and be like look it's real you can trust it please click it it's not a further scam. And everybody's like, it's a scam. It's not even, Chris Chris said it's not a scam, but it's a scam. We just know it. <laughs> yeah, you got to hover. You got to take those online HR classes from your company to, to tell you to, to hover and look for misspelled words. Mm-hmm. And then I guess if you don't see any, then you got to click it. <laughs> yeah, I, I still haven't received that opt-in email yet, so I'm waiting for that. Maybe I really I, don't have any more emails anyway. So just to just to keep people who may be listening and not know what a uh, a diamond is, um, 
biggest distributor in comics still, right? And there's been obviously changes throughout the pandemic. Other other distributors kind of throwing the ring in the hat, like leaving it up to some shops. You guys can go into detail if you want. I'm just giving a a brief pre, during, and post pandemic, even though it's still all the pandemic. But uh, and so now, what has this alleged ransomware attack? What are the end results of that? Or at least for like this week for getting comics, you know. This week, next week, few weeks. Don't know yet. Sounds well, like a lot of shops aren't sure if they're going to get their shipments. And I, I think we're one of them because I went to go look for our tracking numbers because, you know, Domin usually posts our tracking numbers prior to. Mm-hmm. And I haven't seen ours yet. Um, what I understand, Brainy, is that they, the tracking numbers aren't generating, but things are arriving because there correct. are people who got shipments but still didn't have a tracking number. Which is what I'm expecting since, you know, it, almost everybody who's serviced out of West Coast their books went out a week ago already, so you know they should be on our way. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, most of the shipments may actually arrive this week. It's next week, which is going to be interesting. Um, again, it depends on what uh, Diamond restored first, and I'm assuming they restored their website and all all that content first. And I'm not sure whether they restored their shipping center or not. Um, well, and I they- suppose it depends on what part of the network got attacked and like they were successful getting in on. Correct. You know, if they got in, I, I, if they got in through the logistics part of the diamond system, you know, it could be down longer. If they got in through the, you know, gold doubloons distribution part of the diamond system, uh, where the Scrooge McDuck money goes, then you know, maybe it'd be faster. <laughs> That's where I would break in. Right. I say that because I've I've said to Mister Jeppy's face, you know, you're the human I know that's most closely related to Scrooge McDuck. Um, you know, one of the concerns he thought it was I, great. <laughs> one of the concerns that a lot of retailers have is uh, Diamond's website has, um, or at least it gives uh, gives us the ability to pay online uh, directly, which is connected through ACH. And at least in my theory, it, I don't think um, any of that information has been leaked because I believe they're using a third party system for that. Uh, which is one of the reasons why the payments take about a week to get to them. You know, ACH usually is, uh, if you process it before 5 p.m., it gets to their bank accounts at midnight. Uh, but in Diamond's case, it takes about a week. So I'm assuming it goes from whatever we do to the third party and the third party process and then sends it to Diamond. Um, and, and that's what I'm hoping for. If not, then a lot of us are going to have um, big issues. Uh, if our bank accounts drop down to zero, Overnight, we all, you know, we'll all be pointing to Diamond or this ransomware attack, but I don't see that happening. I always made the joke when I had a Diamond account that I would hope someone would steal my identity from Diamond because the best thing they could do is fix my credit. The worst <laughs> thing they could do is fix my credit. Like Diamond, <laughs> Diamond got to see my credit score and how low it was. Worst and thing they, they can do is make it better. And they still gave you an account. <laughs> yeah, that was dumb of them. Ouch. That is one thing I will give to Diamond Man. They do have a lot of faith and they do help out a lot of retailers. Uh, yeah. Uh, so I, if you go to the retailer sites, you know, you'll hear them complain a lot about Diamond. But overall, I think Diamond has done a good job. They've helped out a lot of business, especially last year. Mm-hmm. You know, last year they kept a lot of businesses afloat by letting them. Uh, delay their payments by fighting on their behalf, um, you know, by shutting down on 
uh, new comics for a while. And I hope so it works we, out. Like I make jokes, but I really do hope it like they're able to get everything resolved without having to pay somebody a whole bunch of money, and then have to have the federal government go after them. Like, I hope it just works out. Yeah, I don't. I personally don't think they paid any ransom. Um, they may have paid money to another corporation to help them restore their data, but I don't think they paid any ransom to somebody who was trying to get ransom out of them. I just, I just had a hysterical thought, like. In my mind, the way you do this is you send Diamond ransomware and you lock them out and say, I will give you back control of your system for, you know, um, Action Comics number one. <laughs> like, to hold, them, hold them hostage for some good stuff, not just some Bitcoin. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think I'll take the Bitcoin over <laughs> Action Comics. Just saying, get something out of it other than Bitcoin is all I'm saying. Uh, I also, every time this comes up, I think about, like, in I think about this quote. Uh, in 1949, Popular Mechanics said that, uh, you know, computers will only have 1,000 vacuum tubes in them and will weigh no less than a ton and a half. Um, you know, that's, that's in my grandparents' lifetime. Hey. Like, so look how far we've come. We can't get comic books because computers are broke. Remember, Bill Gates once said you'll never need more than 256K of memory, ever. And you don't, if all you want to do is basic text processing. <laughs> if you're willing to run your life on DOS, you can get by with less than 256K. Absolutely. I think Actually, my old Nokia had more than that. <laughs> I have a computer here that runs on less than 256K. Oh, wow. What's it doing? Uh, I used to play Oregon Trail. It has five and it has a five and a half inch floppy drive in it. Like, nice. I bought it from my old elementary school. Hey, the government still has uh, computers running that run those five and a quarters and freaking those mm -hmm. giant sized diskettes, which mm -hmm. are absolutely archaic. But you know, hey, it's the only way to play proper Oregon Trail though. Uh, I don't know, man. <laughs> like without all the everybody survives kind of crap, like. When you play it now, like everybody makes it to Oregon unless you miss too many math problems. Back then, people just died of typhoid. Yeah, you couldn't right. help it. I think the one that they had set up at the kids' museum, I think it was impossible to survive. I That's what I'm talking about. It's like they, they're, they're basically telling you in this game, never leave your hometown. Like yep. the right. West is scary. Everyone dies of getting bit by a snake or run over by an oxen. Don't forget dysentery. That's probably the best right. one. That's right. But I, I will say that that DuckTales would not have been as fun without the opening sequence for Scrooge's money bin. So can you imagine if his money bin was just filled with cryptocurrency? How <laughs> short-lived that would have been? After one dive, he would have been done. Uh, but, but So back to this ransomware thing. When, when, the, when this is happening, and it's obviously happening to more and more companies, right? Are they keeping the customers in the loop? And do you think that they should immediately say, here's the data that was compromised, your data was included in that? Or do you think they have to sort of keep it, for lack of a better term, hush-hush until the legalities are figured out, until the actual, till it's done with? I think it's probably a little bit of both, a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. Um, Diamond has, I think, and again, I don't get the emails just from what I'm hearing from my friends, 
done a pretty reasonable job of trying to communicate as best they can with their customer base. Um, But at the same time, every company has shareholders and people to whom you have to be responsible. At least every publicly traded company has shareholders and people to whom you have to be responsible. So if you say we've been the subject of a ransomware attack and your stock price plummets, that's not good. So you've got to kind of keep it hush-hush until on some levels, and then on some levels you've got to be super communicative about it. So... Well, one diamond isn't a publicly traded company, so they don't have right. to. Right, diamond, by diamond, that. yeah, diamond is a little different, but you know, it's um, so in in diamond's case or in any other company's case, I think it's better to not just come out and say it. First, do the investigation, figure out uh, what really has been leaked, what has not, what has been compromised uh, before before basically creating a scare. And I think that's what diamond did as well. You know, you don't want to you don't want to scare amongst your clients and customers and you know without knowing the whole story and according to diamond no personal information was leaked uh we uh, and they might they might retract that and come back later and say hey yeah some of it was leaked or not what uh you know we'll see what happens but uh i think they did how boned you are first correct now the bigger question i have is who are these friends that kyle keeps referring to i I don't think he has any friends outside of this room (laughs) i have many many friends (laughs) <laughs> I, w- I no, will it's, say, uh, 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 I'm not, I'm not um, admitting to any uh, malicious computer activities. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, actually, I got called by a guy who owns a store here in town, who, when he took over the ownership of his store, was like, "I'm diamond do or die. I'm not going to carry DC because of lunar." Yada yada yada. And I'm like, dude. You got to carry DC. He's like, eventually he was like, okay, yeah. And then he's like, I'm never getting rid of the manual cash register. And I'm like, dude, you got to get square or something. Like you got to have a POS. And now he's on Comic Hub. Like every time he has a technical question, he calls me. And so I got a call from him going, how do I do FOC? I'm like, they sent me, he's like, they sent me this email with this big blue thing in it. What do I do? I'm going. You click on it, but don't. Not not if the if the company's name is misspelled. Spelled like if diamond spelled with a Y. Don't click on it. That's or, fair. Or if the email is coming from a Gmail account and says, "Hey, we are your new rep from Diamond." Don't click yeah. on it. No. <laughs> diamond at diamondcomics dot one two a b c five nine six seven four three two five four five six z z y z z x one nine two. Com. Diamond and a big long string of Cyrillic. <laughs> yeah. Yep. No, so like I had to go over to his shop yesterday and help him do FOC. Because he didn't understand not being able to do it in the diamond system. You know, so. Yeah, I mean, that, that affected it. We, we couldn't use their uh, F, the file sent because they didn't have all the data we needed for our system. We have we have a backup uh, way of doing it, but didn't want to resort to that. They had restored it before we even wanted to jump on that. Yeah, it was just, it was super awkward. I, I do feel and uh, I do feel that this week's FOC might get repeated next week. Uh, I'm sure a lot of publishers are going to go that route. Vault has already announced that. Yeah, they did. You're right. Um, and like I said, the, the others will probably you know 
do the same. Right. And, and that's just the one email I got. Like, I don't, again, I don't get a lot of these emails anymore. But I got it from Vault, so I'm sure others will follow suit. Yep. And I am I am reading an article about it. So it happened, I guess, Friday, was resolved late last night. So they kind of missed the cutoff for a lot of Marvel orders, at least, right? And then, and then the other, but within that article, it says these ransomware attacks have been happening a lot lately. And I don't know if it meant specifically to Diamond or just everywhere. I think they meant everywhere. I think it was just a general statement to try to basically uh, let people know, hey, it's not just us that we're targeted. It's happening to other people as well. Right. And, and, you know, again, I run the IT for our company as well. And that's something this this weekend, you know, that's one of the things I had to start looking into is make sure our backup is working, making sure, you know, our data is as recoverable as possible. you know, like I mentioned in one of the previous shows, I've got like almost two terabytes of data. And uh, if I have to restore all that, that's going to take me at least a weekend. That's why I'm thinking that this wasn't, that's why I think Diamond didn't pay ransomware out. I think they were just sitting there restoring the data and it, it takes days to do so. Sure. I, uh, I keep, so I keep, this is a little bit too much information, I'll be honest. Um, but this, so my office here, I keep a complete backup of my office uh, every night on an air gap system uh, so that even if even if I get like the world's worst bug and an electrical storm, I've got a backup that's not connected to anything other than the backup, which is pretty which, you know, probably overkill. I'll be honest. I know what I do for a living, <laughs> but um I've been doing that since I, you know, worked in radio and had to air gap my encrypted, you know, commerce files for the radio station. So I just do it still. And I think the more of these companies see this kind of stuff happening, the more you'll start to see these big investments in cloud-based air gap storage or solid state storage facilities and, you know, the the second, second site or, you know, Silicon Valley wave will start with huge massive solid state storage backups or maybe we'll just go back to those archaic floppy disks and just hire security guards to guard them i don't know man a a a decent refrigerator magnet will ruin that crap like you don't (laughs) even gotta hack somebody you just walk up to them with a pizza menu that's a magnet and they're screwed i don't know man i i i'm starting to think mark has a really great idea i think we need to go back to those uh maybe not the you know the three and a quarters but the zip files that we had you know the zip drives dude uh, <laughs> i still have a box a clear box oh, like this so do i somewhere I've, full of zip drives i've got from high school still i've yeah. even got zip um um zip oh my god what is that <laughs> zip discs zip drives themselves brand new still sealed in the box and uh, of course boxes of uh, discs brand new never used so, so when yeah. the hipsters decide that they want data storage instead of vinyl records, <laughs> Brainy is set. Right? Yep, exactly. But okay, I would talk- say... Oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say, can we talk about the Eternals now? No. We can. I, I was just going to say I was just going to say real quick to wrap up this uh, conversation. If you know anyone that's looking for a career change or a young person that needs a little guidance, tell them to go into web security. Seriously. 
or because just that's hacking in general. Well, I mean, I don't understand why they're not hiring all these YouTubers to go after the ransomware attackers because, like, I'm I'm looking at like YouTubers that find these scammers and call offices, uh, and next thing you know, like they're turning their webcams against them and stuff. It's like just yeah. Pay some YouTubers to fix all this stuff. Well, I so I have a friend. His name is Jay. Uh, he got his start as a black hat hacker. He hacked Dana Corp. They then turned around and hired him to be a white hat, which is, you know, their personal hacker to hack the hackers that were trying to hack them. Mm-hmm. And now he works for the feds. Yeah. There you so, go. like, there's a good career in being a hacker. So, yeah. so the problem with them hiring the YouTube... Uh, stars is uh, they can't afford them that's those fair. guys are making well, more money off once of you pay that <laughs> ransomware man what do you got left yeah the, that's true too but yeah just as you mentioned like i think taking a communications business course a couple semesters back they said something like companies are starting to use 40 percent of their um budgets on clouds so they're basically just taking in so much data, not knowing what to do with it, not paying for the security for it. Just like give us all the data. We don't even know what we're using it or if we even need this particular data or how many people we need it from. And it's so it's basically well, it's just ballooning and it pops and farming, then people grab data the data. farming and data mining is such a weird thing right now. Like, yeah, if we wanted to get into it, we could, but like that's a big bite. So um, okay, but it sounds like you want to get into the eternal. So uh, yeah, did anybody else get to see it, or was I, I did not? One? I did not Yay! get to see it. No. Yeah, I think Mark and I are going to wait till um, the theaters are either I would disinfected, like a hundred percent. They only allow me to be in there by myself. <laughs> or... so just go in the afternoon, Brainy. Like when there's no one else there. Like I. Did. Uh, yeah, or Kyle's Theater with man. no people and good snacks, man. Right. That's Can you I find a theater in a dying mall? Is that yeah. possible? <laughs> in L.A., no, because there are the teenage That's kids fair. that are hanging out in there. <laughs> I might That's be fair. able to find one. <laughs> right. Right. Like, that's what you need is you need a theater in a dying mall. But, no, I went and saw it in the theater. It was great um, going to the theater and seeing it. Um so this is my take, and Jen, you can either back me up or you can you can say no. Uh, but uh, this is my this is my hot take. It would have been better if it was called New Gods and it had come out with the DC version of the same characters. Yeah, probably. Overall, good movie, mm-hmm. but would have been better as a New Gods movie. So, is that because you are more familiar with New Gods, or is it because uh, it would have made a better story? It would have been a better story. I think the characters were more fleshed out. Uh, well, okay. What uh, if it was extended an extra guys. hour for character development? If it was what? If the movie was extended an extra hour for character development? No, it was slow enough. Oh, ooh. <laughs> dang! <laughs> is uh, there is there any realm of possibility that DC canceled the New Gods film because they found out Eternals was coming out? Because from Ava DuVernay, who is supposed to, you know. Uh, write and possibly direct new gods. She said it was because of Justice League, which would just be really sad because that movie, Justice League should not have ever prevented new gods from coming out. But I wonder if they saw Eternals on the slate and were like, nope. Well, I mean, that's entirely possible. I think, so I think new gods is some of Jack Kirby's best non-Marvel work. 
um, other than fighting American, but that's just a personal choice. Um, so I think New Gods, the characters were more fleshed out. I think it was a stronger story. And Eternals being the Marvel New Gods, because Kirby wanted to finish what he was working on, is inherently weaker. I thought the movie was stunning. I thought the script was good. I thought the direction was solid. I thought the storytelling was good. But I think they're working with weaker base material, weaker source material. Um, overall, though, I like I gave it a three and a half out of five. Like you guys know me, that's like a that's good like a score. Billion, a lot of right, <laughs> right. A three point five for me is like a fourteen out of ten. Like you know, I I really did enjoy it. What did you think, Jen? I, I thought it was a lot of fun. Now, keep in mind, I had driven for 12 hours, gotten into town, sat down and had food, and then went and watched this at like 10 o'clock at night. So I will be the first person to admit that I might have timed out a little bit during the fight scenes like I usually do. So I missed some stuff. I'm certain of it. Just from sheer exhaustion, not because the movie was boring in any way, because it was not. But I love all the little, like, cute interactions. Okay, so I was really wanting what we got in the film, which was that that fun Bollywood number. Uh. So, <laughs> so good. When you find out why it exists, Brainy will like it. Um... I, yeah, I'll take your word on it. I, I you know, I, I and I, I, this has got to be the, this is a, you know you can call it the Apu um, syndrome. It's become such a stereotype that it's kind of become a joke. The uh, actor in it is Kumail Nanjiani, who wasn't going to let it be that. Like, okay, we'll, we'll see. We'll check it out. Right. It's it's. <laughs> It's it's a it's a for real Bollywood number. It's not some, you know, it's like, you know, things that I've seen in Bollywood films. Now, I don't know if those are particularly good Bollywood films that I've seen, but, um, you know, because I, I don't have a, a huge back backlog in that <laughs> that sort of cinema. But, um, you know, it's it was really good, uh, that part like and it was it okay. felt it felt appropriate. It felt correct. Um, and I liked Kumail in this, by the way, like uh-huh. as someone who I know as a scrawny comedian to be a yoked out superhero dude yeah, was pretty awesome. Um, and, 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 and he, he was good in it. And that was the other thing, you know, I, I have a hard time taking a lot of Silicon Valley. I don't know if you guys watched the show. Loved it. Mm-hmm. No, <laughs> So mentally, it is still hard for me to pull him out of there. Sorry, it's true. Yeah. I will have to say, even when you have a really long film like this, it really is hard. When you start out with a team film, it's really hard to have all those characters breathe properly, especially when they're, you know, immortal. And there's more than just like a lifetime worth of telling to do. That makes yeah. it more it's, it's, you know, like Guardians of the Galaxy did it well, but they only had one life to deal with. And that was what right. I was curious about, whether it would have been a more enjoyable for Kyle if it was an extra hour long. But I guess, you know, he answered that. Um, so the bigger question, how does it tie into the rest of the MCU? Or is it developing into any of the MCU? Or So 
this is this is I've had I've had to have three lunches to break down this movie with people. Like this is so I think traditional MCU, everything we've had so far is column A. Mm-hmm. If you look at the whole of the Marvel Pantheon, so the whole of the Marvel publishing pantheon, things like the stand and all the castle move shows and agents of shield and these other things are like column B. And when I say Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., I mean, like, the normal people that work for S.H.I.E.L.D., not the superheroes that work there. Okay? Mm -hmm. That's column B. This is column C. This is some other thing that we have to classify. Because these are not superheroes. Like, they're not... They're not... Things that die. Like, in a traditional sense. You know, Tony Stark eventually has to stop being Iron Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Peter Quill eventually has to stop being Star-Lord. These characters are these characters forever, so they fall into this other category of something that's not a superhero, but also they're, they have superheroic qualities. So are they, you know, are they gods? Are they not gods? Mm-hmm. Are they... Because they're not human, what are they? So they fall into this third category. The first two categories are comprised of mortal things. Uh, well, sorry, I was going to say, Guardians introduced uh, immortals in a sense as well. You know, we saw... Right, but the whole movie wasn't about them. I, I mean, Guardians 2 was, but not in the same sense. But how does it fall into the MCU as a whole, though? I mean, it, it, are we being introduced to the multiverse? Is there anything at all to tie it all together? Or is it just, hey, this is a Marvel movie, but it has nothing to do with the MCU at all? At the what? moment, that's how I read it. Well, the, until... The it ends up, though, it ties... It sets the stage for whatever phase we're in now. 29? I don't know. Right. But it introduces a character, and you hear a voice... Which tells right. you headed with that character. If we're, if we're counting the post-credit scenes, yes, then it ties in in a way for sure. If you take the post-credit scenes off, then it just kind of you're going. I don't think this relates to the MCU at all. Well, they do at least in the trailers from what we've seen. They do re- reference uh, some of the other superheroes. Um, so I guess it has to tie in a little bit, but uh, you know, well, they only reference it in that those are things that have happened over the. Elapsed, elapsed time. Correct. Like it's, oh, why didn't you help with the blip? We didn't interfere with human. I'm going to quote the movie now. We didn't, inter- we don't interfere with human events. Well, why didn't you guys do this? We don't interfere with human stuff. We don't interfere. We don't interfere. We don't interfere. Like they kept saying that when these things got brought up. So it does take place in the same MCU universe. Right. But it has not- no connection until the post credit scenes. Uh, maybe- I wouldn't even say that 100%. There's some connection at the very beginning and the very end that are that are MCU things that we know are coming that haven't happened yet. With okay. the dude from the Game of Thrones. <laughs> but But also the idea of interfering with the timelines is, I mean, that's obviously going to be a theme going forward. That was established, you know, via Loki and the Time Variance Authority. So it could tie in by not tying they, in. They didn't know. say timelines. They just said with human affairs. 
Okay. Like it's they they stayed out of the way of the Holocaust. Like is kind of the way they kind of put it. It's like it, no matter what people did, we're going to stay out of the way. Oh, Thanos came, we we're going to stay out of the way. Mm-hmm. Well, and, you know. Speaking of so. Thanos, um I know all of our phones just buzz for the same thing. <laughs> um did they mention anything about any part of their team or whatnot being part of the people that got uh, you know erased no reference at all or that didn't happen there no reference to anything that happened to any of them interesting okay kyle if mark says he will go watch the movie in the theater if you drive down to texas and take him personally are you doing it to watch the second time I have recently looked at flights to the greater Houston area, and at the moment, they are too expensive for me to do that. (laughs) Um, However, if Mark wants to fly up here, I will pay for the movie. And go to a dying mall? All right. Yeah. Hey, hey, heated Lazy Boy recliners. So if you don't like it, you just roll over and take a nap. Yeah. I'm sure I will. I'm, I'm... I think Brady and I are on the same page of having to wait till Friday when Shang Chi comes out finally on Disney Plus. So, I I, I have seen it twice though, Brady. That that's a good uh, rating for the movie. Well, I went once Thursday night and watched. It and was like all right, and then I had some friends who were like, "Can you go with us and explain it to us as it happens?" <laughs> and I went, "No, but I'll go with you and watch it, and then we'll go to dinner after, and I'll explain it to you." And Miss Jen, are you going to go watch it again? Oh, I'm sure I am. Because I, I feel like, like I said, I'm pretty sure I timed out for some things. It didn't mean that the, the movie was confusing to me. I just was like, I want to enjoy the whole thing. <laughs> when I'm not exhausted. Kyle, do you think it would have been um, more in line with maybe what you wanted versus uh, just like character development had they not casted so many knowns i mean they can't you know you got like salma hayek angelina jolie two game of thrones and a paper boy in there it didn't bother me because i don't know the game of thrones okay i know the one I, I so the whole time i didn't know the dude who played icarus was in game of thrones oh until after i'd seen the movie i'm like and we get to the end of the movie my friend turns to me and goes that's why you don't mess with the princes in game of thrones I'm like oh that guy was in the game of thrones Mm-hmm. I just thought it was the other guy. No, no lie. The entire film, my problem was, is I thought he was just a dark-headed brother of um, the um, Homelander. Yes. Oh. <laughs> um. Yeah. No, it was. So that didn't bother me. Uh, Brian Tyree Henry. Uh, you know he the just from the outset was so different from his character as Paperboy. Mm-hmm. Didn't bother me. Well, also, I mean, he's um, been in a, a lot of big independent films already, yeah, too. I mean, he didn't bother yeah. me. Um, again, Kumail was a little bit of a thing because I've been a Kumail fan for 10, 15 years. Yeah. Um, you know, that was a little bit harder. Selma Hayek and Angelina Jolie are just such great actors that it doesn't bother you at all. Um. They, they, and they, I'll be honest, I'm watching it, and the guy who plays Gilgamesh, I'm going... It's a little bit weird that Benedict Wong is in this movie and it's not Benedict Wong. Like, that was the problem I had is I kept waiting for him to Doctor Strange something. 
Mm-hmm. And I know it's not him, and I know that, but it's the characters. So one of the things that I will knock the movie on is the way that they kind of got to their powers, very similar to what you've seen in Doctor Strange and in Shang-Chi, in terms of the way they access the magic. And so I just kept waiting for there to be a swerve where it's, oh, now this movie's going to piss me off and it's going to be Doctor Strange is going to show up. Like... I kept waiting for that, and it didn't happen, and so it wound up being all right. But, like, that was – I had a bigger problem with not knowing who the characters were, who the actors were, than I did with the actors I knew. And then the second post credit scene, that voice – I'm like, I know that voice. Who the – you know, I'm, I'm, I'm walking down the movie going, going to my friend, who the hell was that voice? And they're going, we don't know, but we all recognize it. And it wasn't until Monday, or not Monday, Sunday, when somebody sent me an article when it was this guy. Oh, okay, that's where I know that voice from. And I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna spoil it unless y'all want me to. Was it James Earl Jones? Oh, uh, (laughs) not that far off. So it was Darth Vader. They are putting Star Wars and Marvel together. (laughs) Yes, this is how they're bringing it together. It was a Jedi. Yeah. Really? No, no. That's not no. who it was. No. That's but, a voice, though. No, that wasn't him. I'm going to fight because that's who I heard. Nope. Who, who was, did you uh, hear? So she heard Samuel L. Jackson. Mm-hmm. But it was someone else who already exists in the Marvel Universe, but not as the character that they exist in in, in the movie. Huh. Colson? I wish no. Have they written a mop yet, or is he still in the? I want. Marvel? I want Clark Gregg to be in everything, and just throwing that out there. He's a good actor, man. He is. And he's he's done a good job with Coulson, mm-hmm. a very good job with Coulson. Yeah. Once we're once we're done with the airing and the recording, I will tell you who it was, Jen. Okay. Uh, I, I don't want to know yet. I heard it better the second time through. Is it like because I knew it was coming, so I kind of bared down and concentrated. And then somebody sent me an article confirming what I suspected. So, are, are we looking for a a Marvel character we've seen before, or are we looking for a superstar uh, actor or actress, rather? You know, actor doesn't matter. Someone uh, who has been in the Marvel universe, but is coming back to the Marvel universe, perhaps not as the same character. Huh. They've been Rain. in the Marvel Universe before? Okay, I'm going to have to figure this out post-recording. Right, this is now. a really good riddle. Yeah. They're bringing back uh, Robert Downey Jr. as uh, War Machine? <laughs> no. no. We'll talk about it later. Right. But, uh, so, for those of us who are, are, are uh, in this run right now, we get, we get a weekend off unless you're like me and have to go see Clifford, the big red dog, uh, this weekend. Uh, and then next weekend... Is like Ghostbusters. Yeah. So oh yeah. Excited for Ghostbusters. And uh, wait, so wait, you you have to go see Clifford, or you want to go see Clifford? I get to go see Clifford. You get to go see Clifford. Okay. That is how it will be put to me. Um, right. I have I have young nephews who will be in the United States for the second time in their life, and I'm taking them to see Clifford. All right. Well, do you have? Is your rating system going to be as stringent? 
for Clifford? It's going to be pretty tough. I've read all the books. <laughs> oh, I have an encyclopedic knowledge of giant red dogs. Poor yeah. Clifford. <laughs> I, just, I guess this is just going to keep being a thing where we're going to have to do live action CG with comic strip characters. Like, are, are they ever going to make a live action family circus? But like that one kid that's always doing weird jokes is going to be CG and everyone else is not. Well, where is this going to end? Gonna say, are we going to do CG, uh, CG Charlie Brown? I'm like, no, that would be too creepy. No. Right. Family Circle is one of those that deserves to be a full length animated movie. Uh, and I'm, I'm surprised it hasn't been made yet. That needs to be made. I'm surprised I never tried like a Hagar the Horrible with John Goodman or something. But I mean, there's just so, you know, there's only so many things you can make, but there's also so much to make at the same time. But, but oh, well, we're getting more Garfield, so we'll see. <laughs> are we back on Garfield again? Yeah. Just just because, like, that's what I think about when I think about Clifford is comic strip characters that were in movies that for some reason they didn't want to go either all live action, which I, I understand you can't with a giant dog. I get that. But you could have done all CG or all animated. You didn't have to do yep. half and half. And then same thing with Smurfs and the same thing with, with Garfield. So I think we learned just... from Smurfs you can't do half and half for sure. <laughs> Hank Azaria has never fully recovered. Yeah, I, I think they're no. still trying to go back to uh, what was the other movie? You know, you know, like Roger Rabbit, and there was the other one they did back in that time. Oh, it you have well to do. Those. You have to do flat two D exactly animation. You have yep. if you're gonna do a mix, you gotta do flat two D animation. Correct. And that yeah. see that reminds me, I haven't sent Kyle the trailer for Cool World, and I haven't sent Brainy the cool trailer World. for Garfield: A Tale of Two Kitties. I don't know if I want to see lasagna you now. Like, I don't know, right? <laughs> you, you probably don't. You probably don't want it. But um, all right. Well, that was a really in depth on Eternals for also without spoiling. So I appreciate it. So as soon as I can find a dying mall, I'm gonna go check it out. But um, just Google it, dying mall. <laughs> dying mall. Uh, near they, they'll all point yeah. to uh, Kyle's backyard. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but you know, so everyone keeps. I don't know if like hoping is the right word because most people don't hope for failure, but all the people on the internet are like, Oh, Marvel's going to finally have a failure. Everything's going to fail. And then of course it makes 71 million in the box office. And then they move the goalposts and go, yeah, but black widow made X amount and Shang-Chi made X amount and Avengers made X amount. I was like, yeah, okay, this, it made 71 domestically. It made 161 globally, which is only second behind Fast and the Furious 9 when it made 163. So I'd say Eternals did pretty good. And you, what's the metric you're using uh, for a Marvel failure? You know, are you comparing it to yeah. the Marvel movies or are you comparing it to gen general box office? I, I mean, I think they have to compare it to other Marvel. They have to compare it to other Marvel movies because if you can, yeah, there's. Not none of the Marvel movies have ever. I, I don't think there's even one that's lost the box office. Like they always win the box office. So, hey Mark, how far are you from Birmingham, Alabama? Pretty far. <laughs> okay. Is that is there a dying mall there? <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> With the theater where you could see the movie for five bucks. Oh. But did you just Google dying mall? No. 
I went when to I, the theater and looked for locations. Oh, okay. I was just going to Google Dying Mall near me on Google and see what happens. I can tell you exactly how far away it is. <laughs> it's like eight hours away. Um. Oh. Well, unless it's already dead, there was a, a Dying Mall in Huntsville for like 12 years. Um, if you search Dead Mall, you get Dead Mall Photography. Um, yeah, uh, maybe don't search that. That's That seems like a, uh, a a bad rabbit hole to go down. Yeah. So maybe uh, just reach out to your friends and be like, hey, do you know where there's a dying mall? <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure most of them around here are dying, but yeah. Um, and then just to wrap up box office, Dune, which I still haven't seen yet. Second place was 7.6. No Time to Die. Third place was 6.2. And as you said, we're about to get hit with a flurry of, you know, the Ghostbusters, Spider-Man, all kinds of stuff. So is Clifford, there a movie? Clifford may win the box office because it's a family movie. Is there a movie desert coming soon? Um, this is so we're gonna get this rush here at the end of the year with killer movies, and we've had a pretty good run. But like Marvel pushed some stuff back, DC's pushed some stuff back. I mean, just in general, is the industry as a whole pushing back? Or gonna, you know, is there gonna be this? You know, traditionally after the first of the year and in the summer, there's a little bit of a lull, except for your summer blockbuster. Are we going to see a couple of really deep valleys where we're getting just terrible movies? Or we're not getting movies for a while, you know, like we just because stuff couldn't get made for so long. I would say this, that they're not going to risk making money by like rushing something and put it putting it into theaters in March anymore or maybe even February. Like if if there's anything that they think is going to make money, it's probably going to be reserved for May, June, July now. Um, so we could we could see like valleys in March and in August, because with all the stuff that's been pushed back, like we were about to get hit pretty well with Marvel movies at least, and then um, not just Marvel, but they also you know pushed back Indiana Jones. So. Uh, there's other stuff that's being affected and there's probably going to be industry changes coming up due to, you know, just budgets and, and coming out of a pandemic and things like that. So, yeah, I would think that's a fair uh, assessment that there definitely will be peaks and valleys. The the one thing we're not going to have in 2022, I, I think, regardless of if we hit like a sixth or seventh wave or, or whatever happens with that, is that they're going completely away from, you know, first weekend streaming. Like that's not going to happen anymore. I just think that they've seen, they've seen these movies that win the box office while still being on streaming. So they do the math and figure out how much it could have made. Was it, if it was only at theaters and then movies like the Eternals making, you know, 71 in one weekend, there's no incentive for them to put it, you know, on demand just because I want to watch a movie from my couch. On the flip side, we've also got Netflix contending that by, you know, releasing blockbusters or, you know, supposed blockbusters like Red Notice. Uh, you know, and, they, and I have a feeling that's that's a route they're going to be taking in the near future where they're going to be releasing you know, large uh, public, you know, uh, 
I, I don't know how well Red Notice is going to do, so I can't really call it a blockbuster. But, you know, they might start releasing movies like that on their network, uh, which is basically 100% streaming. And it's, you know, it's on a monthly fee. So uh, that's something to watch for next year as well. And how is that going to affect uh, the movie theaters? And is Disney going to be like, hey, if this is working for Netflix, uh, this will work for us. And HBO can see this. Or, you know, AT&T can see the same thing. It's like, we're going to push HBO Max more. We're going to have people pay more for HBO Max and just release some movies that way. There is that to think about. But I think if if Netflix could have broken Hollywood, it would have been with Bird Box. And it sounds ridiculous to say now, but if you think about the fervor that came with that movie with Sandra Bullock, that's all anyone was talking about for like two or three weeks. Yep. Still never saw it. So I don't think... uh, You should just watch it the whole time with the blindfold on. Because we would be entertained by that. (laughs) I'm good. Did you guys see the the new uh, Batman trailer? The Batman? Were there uh, with the new actor, um, Jason Sudeikis? Um, no. Someone re- somebody recut the Batman trailer with Ted Lasso. <laughs> really? Well, I mean, and I would, it's everything I've ever wanted. Yeah, I would. I would be just as eager to see it. I, I mean, I think I'm not one of these people that was ever on the Sparkle Batman train because I saw Lighthouse, so I knew that Robert Pattinson was going to be a good Batman. I, I don't, you know, everyone just wanted to to give him the mocker sparkle Batman and just wait for the next one. But I think it's going to be awesome. Paul Dana is going to be awesome as the Riddler, but I would like to see Ted Lasso as Batman for sure. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I don't know. Man. I don't uh, but know. Assuming that, go ahead. I just want him one time to say something like bring the thunder boy wonder and just be done. <laughs> because that's totally a Ted Lasso ism. Uh, yeah, that totally is. So. And then, uh, now, did everyone but me see Dune? Yes. Yep. Okay. So, you guys will be happy to know that Dune Part 2 will start filming in July 2022, and will release all the way in October 2023. So, I'll try to watch the first one by then. I hope it's I'll not. Honest, one I'm of, not. I'm not interested in Dune Part Two. Really? Because I, I wasn't I interested heard... in Dune Part One, but it oh, was on okay. and I watched it. Yeah. And I was like, "All right, this is a good movie." Well, I mean, it's but, no Clifford the Big Red Dog, that's for sure. Like, had had someone that I was around not put it on, I wouldn't have watched it. Yeah. But you know, it was on the house, and I'll sit and watch a movie. Shoot, and it wound up being all right. I wound up liking it. So, um. You know, I'm not into Dune Part 2, but I will watch Dune Part 1 again. Dune Part 1 is basically a movie setting up Dune Part 2. Why would you not want to watch Dune Part 2? Because <laughs> you didn't want to watch Dune Part 1. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> <laughs> the the story's designed to be... It, Brainy, it's like when somebody puts vegan food in front of you. You don't want it, but it's there, so you eat it. <laughs> And then you're like, that didn't taste terrible. I would eat that again if I had to. There you go. Then you watch. By the way, I had my first vegan food experience uh, since we talked last. Uh, Ten out of uh, negative ten out of ten would not recommend. Really? But French fries. It's like kind of hard to screw up French fries. So those are good. You haven't been to In and Out. 
Um, it's kind of hard to screw up French fries. That that's why I said you haven't been to In and Out. <laughs> I didn't say it was impossible. I said you had to work oh. at it. Well, try, eating, uh, try eating McDonald's fries after a half hour. Well, yeah, that that's your <laughs> fault. That's not really? their fault. They didn't mess those up. That's your mistake. Honestly, after five minutes, but yeah, I mean, True, yeah, there's but, not going to be many fries that age well. I, I don't know, man. I've I've had some fries that have, by the time I get home, I'm still enjoying it. But McDonald's. By the time I drive them home, that's it. They're done. <laughs> yeah. I had vegan and, taquitos. Oh, why? Because uh, I, I was told it was for... the best thing on the menu. And Whoa. I bet it was. <laughs> but I had to go for I had to go for like a chili dog after. But here's the thing. I mean, you couldn't even dip it in queso, right? So No. Right. That's there you already lost. You already lost. I, I will say this, that. and you'll appreciate this, Mark. We we went to this this vegan joint At because it was mall. where no because it was where the the, <laughs> the after party we were all invited to was, and we're there like half hour forty minutes. And Tony Schiavone goes, "I need a chili dog and a milkshake," and I'm like, "Yes." And so a bunch of us staged a prison break, including Tony Schiavone, to go get chili dogs and milkshake and fried food. Yeah, see, sometimes you just need a warm-up. Maybe the vegan food is just meant to be a warm-up. I don't but know, maybe I, we're drinking. But I also, think it, I also think it could be good. There's there's, there's very good uh, vegan restaurants out there. So Oh, yeah. sure. I would just, this particular one, negative 14 out of 10. It's <laughs> <laughs> getting worse. Yeah. yeah no, it gets worse the more it. he thinks about it. <laughs> Um, well, one movie that I would like to see, but it's going to be delayed even longer than Dune 2, is the Rogue Squadron Star Wars movie that was going to be directed by Patty Jenkins. It's been like pulled off the production slate altogether, and albeit she's working on Wonder Woman 3 and Cleopatra, which also is going to star Gal Gadot, or a Cleopatra film, I should say. I don't know if it has any, any uh, ties to the original one with Elizabeth Taylor, uh, but... I would, I, I was looking forward to Rogue Squadron. I think it might work better as a Disney Plus show, though. Uh, live action or cartoon? Live Anime action, rather. Live action. I think Disney, Disney, Lucas, whatever you want to call them, has done pretty well with their uh, animated series. I think they get to develop the characters much better than they do in their live action. So. Yeah. I mean, I could see it. I, I just from the. The one episode with the Rebel Pilots and Mandalorian, I think if you could bring that every week um, and just make it a good ensemble cast mix, it would. I think that would work. But either way, I mean, the, the story is there. People play the Rogue Squadron video games like we know what Rogue Squadron is. So we'll see. We'll see if it's if it's a. a Old because of budget or just really is because of her schedule or what but we'll see um something that, else that oh go ahead that's being very accommodating on disney's part you know they're, yeah. they're basically saying hey yeah you know what we'll we'll delay the movie for you um so that's that's showing a lot of respect to jenkins if that's what they're doing uh otherwise they might have just said hey you know what this movie we're okay with it not being made uh you never know Maybe I, I I'm curious though. It is uh, very interesting to see them do that, rather than basically say, "Hey, you know, you you sign up for this, 
you should be doing this for us. We don't care about the other movies you're doing. Well, it's just they, she may have sold them on the movie to begin with. I, I don't I'm not really sure. But uh, if they think at some point there's money to be made on a Rogue Squadron movie, they're going to do it. So, uh, Kyle, some other Disney Plus news. Uh, Gordon, Gordon Bombay will not be back as coach for the Mighty Ducks. What do you think about that? Uh, they didn't want to pay him his money. Yeah, I mean, that's what happened. Like, I mean, that's what. Yeah. Straight from him, but like he, I mean, he also has long haul COVID. Like so, yeah. Like what, what? What were we expecting? You know, you could just as easily not feature him in this series and him come back in the next series if there's this, another season. Like, I don't have any. I don't have any strong feelings. I think you're one of the few people that watched it, so I know I knew that you would at least have an opinion on it. Right. I I I, I have no opinion, even though I did watch it. Okay. Well, I mean, I think it's a very it's an ensemble cast show. I think you just get a new coach. <laughs> That's yeah. I mean, keep moving. So, I mean, uh, Wolf the Dentist Stanson is available. Uh, as is that guy who coached them in D three. <laughs> yeah. Um, there are several other coaches available. Sure, they want to go the Cobra Kai caliber. route. Yeah, right. they want to go the Cobra Kai route and just pluck people from the the movies. They can do that. Right. Um, I'm going to turn it over to you guys now for comics. Miss Jen, comics. Any other than the whole diamond thing? Um, any news this week? No clue. No clue. <laughs> the only thing I got is that Miss Minutes will make her Marvel Comics debut in Timeless, which comes out in December. And that, that's the character that gained notoriety when appearing in the Loki TV series. Timeless will be written by Jen McKay and drawn by Kev Walker. And the series will focus on the chaos of a shaken up timeline. So that's, uh, it's about in a month or less from Marvel. Other than that, um, yeah. Any, uh, any surprises from last week? I'm, I'm most disappointed that everything's gotten pushed around for release dates that I was looking forward to reading. Like, Hulk number one. Yeah. Um, yeah, a lot of books are getting delayed because of uh, paper shortages and printing uh, issues and st- whatnot. Uh, things that are out of everybody's control, I guess, if you want to put it that way. Now, is, is Venom still coming out or is that delayed also? I think that's supposed to be this week, if I remember correctly. Okay. Um, unfortunately, and I, I, I hate, man, this is getting a little bit tiresome, but. Having uh, 300 different invoices come in on a weekly basis, it is getting very complicated keeping yeah. up with what's being released until, like, the last minute. Because yeah, you get, get little ones like that for DC. You get a million pages from... PRH. But you can't read them. They're, like, some shortened version of everything that you can't understand. The only one that's readable is actual... Well, these are readable, but they're easily lost. You know, I, I want the diamond one you can read. <laughs> I, I wonder how PRH is making money because there have been times when they're shipping us like one manga or one book, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, how are they making money off of this? I, what kind of deal do they have with the to ship? Okay. Uh, yeah. yeah, with UPS to or UPS products or they're using, they must be paying pennies to the dollar if they're able to do that. Mm-hmm. So uh, this week for me, uh, Chicken Devil number two, which is delayed, but 
uh, I was excited for that one. Uh, if you are a um, Aftershock Ambassador store, uh, be on the lookout for My Date with Monsters number one Ambassador variant, which I just got and is uh, uh, lovely. Uh, it is art by do 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 do. What is that guy's name? It starts with a C. Um, <laughs> that limits it, Kyle. <laughs> Cliff Richard. Um, really cool cover. Uh, for the aftershock ambassador stores. Um, from Dynamite Nick's number one. Uh, from Christos Gage. Uh. This is one that I got to read an advanced copy of, and so I've read it, and I'm super excited for it. Regarding Oswald's body, or regarding the matter of Oswald's body right. from mm-hmm. Boom Studios. That one has a killer cover. There are one, one, two, three, four, four covers of it that I want, and I will probably wind up buying all five because I'll see the one in 25 variant in person and be like, yep, yeah, okay. Sign me up. Uh, I am. And then there's some store exclusive variants that I've seen that I will be ordering. Um, Christopher Cantwell. Uh, just shut up and take my money, dude. Like, this is everything that I, I, I want in a comic book right now. And I didn't know I wanted it. So. Um, and then, of course, uh, we had him on the experience today. Uh, what's the furthest place from here? Uh, Matt Rosenberg. Tyler Boss. Cannot wait. I'm going to be so mad if that is not in my box or those boxes don't come tomorrow because I've been waiting a long time to read that book. And, and, and something I was, something on that one, um, I ordered just because I couldn't help myself the Brian Michael Bendis variant. Like if BMB is going to draw a cover, I'm in. And that's also the one where the deluxe versions come with a vinyl record, right? I also yes. ordered that. Unfortunately, you know, we are not going to get enough to accommodate everybody. I may have to let right. go. Right. I doubt I will, but I may have to let go of mine. <laughs> well, and that's what I told. The, so the store I ordered it from is the store where I normally just get hardcovers. But I figured they would have ordered enough to get it and... I said, hey, if you've got one, I'll take it. But well, the, if one of your somebody else wants it, like, don't be afraid to sell it out from under me because eventually I'll probably be able to walk up to Rosenberg at a convention and be like, hey, yo, what, one thing you, I do, want, I buy that one and have you sign it for a hundred bucks or whatever it is. Yeah, I do want to remind people that there is a second printing of that coming out. So there's going to be a different colored vinyl coming out for it. Uh, it's just mm-hmm. the first print is very limited. Uh, I know we're getting, I believe, twenty percent of what we ordered. Which is not enough. Um, Miss Jen, did you get any or? I know I, I know I ordered them, but I haven't got to look at any of that stuff today because I was uh, I was not in the store. I meant uh, the Exxon campus this week. So. Um, and then yes, Venom number one. Uh, if you're not picking up the Stan Sakai cover, you're wrong. Yeah, I'm picking up way too many covers of those uh, non non store exclusive covers. Uh, I gotta stop buying art. I need to start buying stories again. 
Uh, oh, see, that's the only cover on that that's even remotely interesting to me. The Bill Sienkiewicz variant, maybe. Only because I know Chris Rupp will have a vegan cover of it. Like, or have a line art cover or something, which I'll pick well, we up. Well, we know what eventually. you think about vegan, so. Yeah. But the Stan Sakai cover of Venom, man. Oh. So Stan, so great. He did, a, he did a Deadpool cover a little while back. Um, Billy the Kit number two is exciting. I mean, that's the that's the black and white cover, right? Where he's holding a teddy bear. Yeah, yeah, that's a beautiful. But cover. there's a color version too. I want the black and white version. That's yeah, a no, there's a color version. version uh, with full trade dress. Yeah, I'm sure the black and white is um, one of the ratio variants, if anything. Yeah. Um, hardcover wise, graphic novel wise, uh, Batman and Robin and Howard. Uh, it's an all-ages Batman and Robin book. Is that a Howard the Duck crossover? No. Oh. Just some dude named Howard. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. It, it could be Howard the Duck disguised as a human, you know? He could have yeah. walked through one of those portals and walked into the DC universe and transformed into a human being. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's, what I, that's the way I would write it, but yeah. Trade paperback of Red Room Volume 1. And uh, a book that I'm spending uh, way more than I should because I already own every issue of it, but tough crap. Uh, Usagi Jimbo, the special edition hardcover slip yep. cover box set. Shut up and take my money. You have every single issue? I'm jealous, man. I still can't I have, get issue number one. I have all the singles. And then I have the previous printing of this that came out, what was it, like five years ago? Um. But um, yeah, no, and my Usagi n number one is um, it's cover off, like it's wrecked. Well, I, technically, but, I mean, you could have gotten uh, the color version, right? That just came out a couple of years ago. Yeah, no, I didn't get that. And I have something you don't have, Kyle. I'm sure you do, Brainy. <laughs> I've got I've got a signed copy from him. Uh, the not not the comic book, but the the oh my god, what the hell are those things called? The review. <laughs> okay. The review pages. I have a turtles book where Kevin where Kevin drew Usagi on the cover. Oh, and then oh. uh and then uh Bob Burden drew a Ninja Turtle. And I need I need to go to a convention where Stan is and have Stan sign or have Stan draw flaming carrot. <laughs> that would be cool. Right. Uh, it's, it, I was at a convention with Kevin and Bob Burden, and I'm like, this is, I'm just going to have them all work together because I don't know why. It just felt right. Well, it's actually a great combination. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's one of those pieces that uh, will never, ever, ever, no matter how desperate I get, ever, 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 ever leave the safe. I will give you cover price for it, Kyle. Like, I don't even care. <laughs> like, no, it won't even come out of the safe so I can look at it. Until I'm going to be at a convention where Stan is, it will stay in that safe, and then it will immediately go right back in. Hey, Mr. Brainy, Tennis he might Florida. do it for a gift card to his favorite vegan restaurant. Uh, yeah. Hey, Mark, I have a finger yeah. I need you to look at. Miss <laughs> <laughs> Jen, I think we need to go visit Wait, is Kyle. That, is that a finger or, or a vegan taquito? I couldn't tell. You know they probably taste the same. <laughs> probably. 
I I'm pretty sure I know the password to Kyle's safe. Negative <laughs> fourteen, fourteen, and negative twenty-one. <laughs> okay, unrelated to anything, but you guys see that February twenty-second of next year is a Tuesday. So two, 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 two is also a Tuesday. Wow. Oh baby, we're gonna have fun with that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you can literally call it two apostrophe s day. Tuesday. Okay. I want to know who sat down and actually thought that up, but okay. <laughs> I, yeah, I saw it on the internet and I'm like, that can't be right. So I looked it up and sure enough. Right. Any final uh, thoughts on comics other than just go get out there and read the ones that are in the store. Don't worry about the supply issues. Just go help out the local comic shops. Check out amazing Spider-Man. Uh, I believe, wait, does it start this week? Man, I can't even keep my up. I think there's 78, a new... the new story arc. Yeah. Is it um, 78 or 77 that starts? No. It must have started um, 77. So beyond, no, we're in the middle of a story arc in ASM. No, it, I thought beyond already ended. Oh, no, this is beyond part four. Um, oh, it's getting way too confusing. We're, we're FOCing, what, five issues ahead, so... Yeah, I, th- I thought that was this this week coming out, right, Miss Jen? <laughs> That's why I'm saying, like, don't ever come to me because I've literally done FOC right before we or during the show. So okay. I don't know what I'm. I'm thinking like three weeks ahead. I have no gotcha. idea. Gotcha. Yeah, and that that's another issue we're having now. Where we're thinking way too far ahead on uh, Marvel and even DC's getting there too. We're ordering well, like Amazing Spider-Man is a weekly book right now. So we're ordering, you know, five or six books ahead of time. And that's that's a little crazy. We don't know where the story arc is going to end. We don't know, you know, what the reception will be when the story arc ends. And we're placing orders based off of that. Right. So, by the way, Brainy, Beyond runs at least through 87. Is there a new story arc in Miles then? That, yeah, I know there's a... that sounds right. Because there's a uh, new on. story arc coming out in one of the Spider-Man books that I was excited about. And I thought it was this week, but ah. mm-hmm. I, I have I still have a lot of five years of catching up to do on my reading, so <laughs> I'm gonna go look up some uh vegan places with uh good taquitos now. So um I mean there really are some good vegan places out there. Oh, I know there are. There gotta be. Oh, there are definitely, you know, just if you make sure you want to order spaghetti and meatballs, um, that's going to get your blood pressure up really high with all the sugar and maple syrup they put in there. But, you know, yeah. So the Miles story ends this issue and then the next two issues of Miles are tie ins to beyond. Brainy cannot escape beyond. That, I that guess I can't. <laughs> take over your life, sorry. But one, one thing I do have to admit, man, a lot of the covers they're making for Amazing with Mary Jane, that they're, ma- they're making me buy that stuff. <laughs> mm-hmm. So. All right. Well, even if everything new doesn't come to the shops, there's still plenty of good stuff. So get out there and buy some stuff from your local comic book shop. For Brainy, Miss Jen, Kyle, I'm Mark. This has been Nerd News Now. Thank you for watching. 
Nerd News Now, part of the Kingdom of Geekdom, all Woodlands Online, sponsored by the Adventure Begins Comics and Games and Space Cadets Collection Collection. Check out other shows on Woodlands Online like Music Cafe, The Adventure Begins Show, Woodlands House and Home, The Best You, Between the Trees, Business Talk, and much more. You can watch all these on Woodlands Online and our partner station, KBQT HD21, over the air on your television. All these shows and more on Roku. Just search and add Woodlands Online TV to your streaming lineup, and you can get the podcast version of our show on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast from. See you next time on Nerd News Now.